The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Sponsored by Baker Hughes, a GE company inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here this afternoon in Midland, Texas with Drew Baker. He is the sales director for The Permian for Emerson. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's a beautiful day here in Midland. It is. We've been very blessed with temperatures in the upper 80s this week. It's been fun. Before we jump into our interview, I want to invite everyone to take a few minutes and leave a review on iTunes. Permian Perspective is a brand new show, and we would love to hear you say really kind things about us. That would be great. And get that five-star review. So thank you ahead of the time. We appreciate it. And we may even mention your review in a future broadcast. So thank you. Okay. At this time, we want to just jump right into things and say, Drew, thank you for being with us. And tell us what Emerson does here in the Permian. Yeah. So Emerson is the technology company that provides solutions to oil and gas companies that help them really improve their ability to hit their production targets, improve safety metrics, and help lower their overall uh, lease operating expenses. Wonderful. And you're fairly new, just opened your office. Uh, how long has it been? Yeah, it's, been, it's flown by really quickly. Uh, I'd say we, we informally moved in November 1st and then had our grand, grand opening on March 1st. So still breaking it in. And going smooth? Everything good? So far, so good. Got yeah, it. no no big upsides so far. So Fantastic. And you help explain a little bit more of maybe someone that is not familiar with your technology, exactly what it is that you do, that how you can help others here in the Permian. Yeah. So Emerson provides, I like to say, a few layers of technology that help really help companies be more productive. And specific to oil and gas, there's a few elements of that. So providing the measurement sensors that help them understand better insights around their process. So things like the downhole pressure on a well, their process temperature, how how high their their tanks are filled, things like that that really help them then a be more productive. You know, everyone's looking for more people and so the more technology you can use to really enable your people to do more things, then obviously you can be more productive and not rely on, you know, the crazy workforce challenges that everyone ha- has right now. And so there's the sensing part of it. And then we also have products that help control and direct different workflows across companies' operations. So efficiency really helps with efficiency. Mm-hmm, exactly. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about how you got into oil and gas and what brought you here to the Permian. Yeah. So I'd say it's been a, a new a new thing for me, for sure. I graduated college in 2009 as a chemical engineer, and they weren't hiring too many chemical en- engineers in 2009. So I just kind of got my hand in sales and, and industrial automation, loved automation, and joined Emerson back in 2016. And was recently sent down here as an assignment as a sales director. And so I just kind of figured, why not? The Permian's the place to be. And it's been great so far. And it really is. Uh, what has been the biggest surprise, I guess, when you got here to the Permian? Yeah, I'd say the combination of, you know, it's got this small town feel, but how busy and crowded it is. Yes. And what what at first appears to be such, you know, kind of isolated area out in West Texas, New Mexico, yet how crazy and just, you know, everything is just buzzing. So I'd say that combination really surprises me for sure. What do you think makes the Permian Basin so great? So far, I'd say it's the people. People are, you know, have been super, super friendly, always willing to roll up their sleeves and help out. You know, no one really has any sort of, 
ego or big city feel. Everyone's super humble, even though there's you know so much activity is going on. You know, this area is generating so much money for not only Texas but for the U.S. as an oil and gas producer, and yet there's no sense of entitlement or there's no arrogance to that. So I think that's been a really, really cool thing to see. That is so true. And the people really are what makes it amazing. And everybody is willing to help everybody else. Oh, 100%. I mean, you never hear anyone go, oh, I'm not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> not yet, at least. <laughs> no, no, it really is. And, and I've been here a lot longer than you. But I feel like, wow, everybody is so nice mm-hmm. and willing to help each other out. Yeah. I love that. And I love that we're getting that out into the world to, for them to know that about mm-hmm. us here in the Permian. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in the community because uh, service providers can provide a, a you know a big bonus or big asset into our community how is emerson working that into your day-to-day operations yeah so we're trying to really help contribute more and more into the community and working with our customers and peer customers and really helping i'd say build out the infrastructure to support all this oil and gas growth you know another interesting thing about this area is just you know, how quickly the growth in oil and gas can outpace the ability to provide things like housing, education, workforce development. And it's not a new problem to the Permian. Right. But it's one of those things where, you know, you can't just tackle one of those items by itself and just call it solved, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you need, if you want teachers, you have to have housing. If you want housing, you have to have roads. And so I think the area is really now understanding that and companies have really started to band together in a few few different coalitions, I'll say, to really not only raise money, but really attack it the right way. You know, if it was just something as simple as throwing money at the solution again, I think it would have been solved already. But so it's really cool to see really the area take kind of the long-term approach. And we're definitely, definitely on board with helping to try to support that for sure. You were right on the money because I've been here 21 years. And in that time, I've never heard so many big organizations talk about those four things mm-hmm. than we have, say, in the last year. And I, I think companies like yourself and, and all the other companies here, we work here, we live here, we want it to do well, mm-hmm. and we want all industries to do well. And I really see what you're saying with everyone coming together more now than ever before. Do you know why that is? I mean, is there a buzz out there? Why that is being talked about more? It's a great question. I was actually just thinking about that as you were kind of going through that. I think People see how much potential there is in this area and they want to make sure that they, they do it right and that they don't, they don't rush into things and, you know, have another, they really want to make sure basically realize what the vast potential of the Permian offers for oil and gas. And so even right now, I think, you know, we had a little bit of an oil price dip and it started to, to pick back up, but activity isn't just, it's not screaming fast, right? I think people are really playing this at a steady pace to make sure that they build this up the right way and build it up in a way that really supports the local community. You mentioned the ups and downs of the oil prices, which we all follow daily. Of course. <laughs> of course. How does your company deal with the ups and downs? And what have you seen maybe different compared to now than maybe in the Yeah, I think this cycle is just so much different in that companies are being looked at more to really provide that long-term growth and really operate more as a profitable company instead of just, you know, chasing the oil basically and chasing the oil. They want to do it efficiently, profitably so that they can be around to see the next boom in three, four, five years. And so I think you're seeing a little bit more of a 
a leveled growth as opposed to the whipsaw, which is good for us and for all companies involved, honestly, because it makes it so much easier to plan and support resources for companies like Emerson, you know, to provide those local resources in a predictable way so that we can best support our customers. Right. Let's talk technology because I know technology is such an important part of growth. What are some of the major technological advances that you see are supporting this growth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd say there's a few things. Obviously, the ability to provide very fast, almost real-time data now in the field has been certainly progressing very rapidly recently. The number of different data points that you can measure and the amount of data obviously has exploded in the last few years. So we've certainly seen some progression overall, but you know, the challenge right now is, you know, I like to say, you know, companies in oil and gas during the boom or even in the down cycle, they either have money or they have time and they don't have both. Good point. So it makes, it does make it really tough in, you know, these kind of booms to really implement those new technologies. But I I think companies are really coming around to do it. And when they understand that, okay, I don't have to add 20 people, I couldn't if I wanted to, but now I only have to have five or 10 by implementing these new sensing technologies and have people start managing things by exception, as opposed to, you know, manually checking things periodically. It just makes things again, more productive and more efficient. A lot of people may and maybe this is a generational thing, my age, maybe an, an older, we may be a little scared of technology. And what would you say to someone that is maybe in the business and has been in the business a long time and has not used the technology that, that Emerson provides? What would you say to someone that would encourage them to go, hey, it's okay, let's, you know, this will help you? Yeah. What, what would you say to someone? Yeah, that's a great question. When I, when I get asked that, you know, as far as I think sometimes people hear automation and they think of it as a dirty word. They think like, oh gosh, it's eliminating my job. But especially more so than ever today, I'd say it's actually elevating, you know, the ability of someone to be able to pick up new technologies and understand how to use some of the newest cutting edge technology really elevates their role within the organization. I mean, we're, as a nation, we're, there's such a deficit in people that can can code and, you know, we have a big gap in tree labor that the more, the more the people can pick up that technology and use it efficiently and properly the first time, I'd say that only elevates their skills and, and attractiveness as a job candidate. You're a sales manager and you work day to day with the sales force. What is your best tool that you use with your team or that you've maybe used that has really helped you get to where you are today? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <Ask> questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one tool that we're trying to use more and more is our, uh, our our CRM system. So the ability to provide you know data on the different projects that we're working on, you know, accurate forecasting, and what that helps do. You know, you know, salespeople just want to be out with customers all day long. A lot of times, they'll ask, well, "Why do I have to do all this forecasting?" And you know, what's with all the data? But by doing that, and the technology has progressed so much. But by doing that, now we can feed back our own data back to our own company on how to staff up our organization and make sure that we're, you know, doing things like, you know, staffing up service technicians or keeping lead times down. And so kind of similar to what we're selling to our customers, we're also seeing, you know, the ability to use our own software to really implement what we're seeing in the field and and really close that gap between, you know, forecasting and actually doing things about it. Right. So really, you as a technology company, of course, you use technology, but that is something uh, maybe sales teams in other avenues haven't really thought of, but that has really helped you as a, as a great business tool. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Going to ask you a few questions just about your life. Sure. Tell, tell me, what, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in this business so far or just in life? 
Yeah, I think, so there's a few things that come to mind. I think just, you know, the ability to walk into a new situation. And for me, you know, I've, I moved around a lot of places in my life. I'd say this is the most different. So I, I came down to Odessa from Minneapolis. So you want to talk about oh, okay. different yep. climates, different everything. But I think just, you know, really being able to come into a new situation and be humble, take the time to listen and really understand people. I think that's why I, it's something I've taken on and have found great benefit of. And that's why I think I enjoy sales so much is it's so much about just listening to people, understanding, adjusting approaches just based on different personality types. And I think you know, that's something I've kept with me in my, in my different, you know, various roles, but especially when I'm in, when I'm in a sales position. Wonderful. Do you have a favorite book or podcast that you listen to? That's a great question. So two of them. So I do listen to Mark LaCour's Oil and Gas This Week podcast. Yay! Great, great show. Um, <laughs> but I'm also, show. even though I'm in West Texas, I'm a diehard hockey fan. And so there's a, a podcast called Spit and Chicklets. Okay. Um, so, you know, big play on words with hockey players that lose their teeth, but uh, they have <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they have a lot of former players on there and pretty hilarious. And so I, I make the drive from Dallas to Odessa a lot, actually. So it's a good way to kind of kill the time. Nice. And then, of course, we have the Jackalopes here. Yes. So if you do come visit the Midland Odessa area, you can go see the Jackalopes play play hockey. Mm-hmm. We, we have a, a nice rink. And you were telling me that you can even go on and play once a week. Is yeah, that, yeah. Every, every other week. week yeah, they have a rink in the mall. And, you know, coming from Minnesota down to West Texas, I just kind of assume I'd have my hockey bag in the corner for a few years and it collect dust. And so it was quite a pleasant surprise. So it's been great. Right. That is a very diverse mall. And I can say I used to work in it, but it, it has a TV station. Wow. It has a movie theater and it has a hockey rink. Wow. And then, of course, you know, all your food and places to shop. So Music City Mall, there's a little plug there for the Music City Mall for people that are coming to visit. I don't even think Mall of America has all that stuff. I don't think so either. Yeah. See, we're topping Mall of America. That's impressive. <laughs> it is, but a great, great place. Well, we're, we're so glad you're sharing with us today. We have a couple more questions. Just want to know, who has been the biggest influence in your life so far that has kind of inspired you to do what you're doing today? Mm. I'd say just overall, probably maybe not directly to what I'm doing from a, a job or scope standpoint, but one of my biggest influences probably been my college hockey coach. So he, he actually passed away um, the year before my last year in college. And, but he was always just so big on being respectful and working hard and just being the kind of the humble person that I am today. So he's someone that I've, I've always looked up to and, and think about a lot. Those coaches and mentors, they're, they're people you never forget. Formative, very awesome. formative. What about a favorite quote? Favorite quote you live by? Oh, right now I'd say my two favorites are if you're not first or last. So to quote Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yep, yep. And then the second one is kind of a saying that we have at, at Emerson respective to the Permian, which is don't get out localized. So what we've we the way we've approached this area is really providing customers with actual humans, local resources to support them. You know, a lot of these people are out in the middle of New Mexico with not a whole lot of cell signal or people that are out there to help them when they're when they're having troubles, you know, on customer sites. And so the ability to provide actual human beings to mm-hmm. to be on the other end of the phone and drive out whenever people need help has been a big deal. So don't get out localized is one that we definitely take to heart at Emerson. I love that. And I think a lot of businesses that maybe haven't had a presence here in in the past are starting to realize that you do have to be here and people like to see people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as much as we love the technology and we need the technology, it is nice when it breaks down to have someone come see you and help you out. You need humans to use the technology. That's right. Mm-hmm. So is is this a, something that you see growing in the future? Do you feel like you'll be bringing more people to Emerson and employing more in the future or are you right where you want to be right now? 
I think so. I think we've done a great job of building up our, our current team now to where, you know, compared to a few years ago, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the, 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 the foundation that we've really built here. And so certainly if things start to grow, then we'll absolutely, you know, bring on more to help support that. So, but we've got, we've got an awesome team at Emerson right now down in the Permian Basin. We always talk about the future and, you know, we wish we could predict it or have that crystal ball. Where do you see the activity in your business in the next, say, 12 months and then five years? Mm -hmm. Hopefully growing incredibly, obviously. Mm -hmm. One interesting thing I've thought about when you talk about, you know, three to five years out in this area, I think what you could end up seeing is a lot more different industries coming in to support oil gas. I think if you look over the years at Saudi Arabia and what they've been trying to do, you know, they've been always known at oil and gas, but now they're trying to bring on more chemical facilities and things like that. I think you could see a lot more industry diversification kind of come in and support oil and gas. So, you know, there's talks that they're going to bring in a new refinery, I think, in uh, Kerbin, Texas. So I think you could see, you know, other things like that popping up so that, you know, this area just isn't a, a one trick pony. It's not just oil and gas. So hopefully that means more growth for Emerson as well. What is the best way to get a hold of you or someone from Emerson if they're interested in getting more knowledge on this technology that you provide? Yeah. So it, it could be as simple as just dropping by our new our new facility off of 320 East I-20. But then also, you know, feel free to reach out to me via email, andrew.baker at emerson.com, or just, you know, simply uh, give us a call through our contact information online. Fantastic. Is there anything else that you wanted to let our listeners know about you with the company, anything in general, when you were coming over here, you thought, oh, I hope they get that little piece of information today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, you know, you asked great questions to probably bring out most of those points, but yeah, I think that just the two things again, are that, you know, I think automation can be seen as, as something that, you know, eliminates jobs or anything like, you know, I think it really enables people to be more productive, especially when it's as, as crazy as it is right now. And the other thing, too, is, you know, oil and gas, no matter what, will still have its ups and its downs, but we're in it for the long haul. You know, this isn't some sort of pop-up shop that, you know, I, I mentioned the time and money thing. Well, when people don't have money, they have time. And that's when we really do our best selling as an organization or our, our best connections with our customers or when they have a little bit more time to kind of rethink things. So we're going to be here in the ups, we're going to be here in the downs. And this is definitely a long-term commitment by Emerson. Right. It's not going anywhere. No, it's not. Where's Emerson based out of? Yeah. So we're actually based out of St. Louis, Missouri is our okay. corporate office. Yeah. Okay. And is it a worldwide company? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Very much a global company. I'd say Almost the majority of our our sales come out of North America, but we're very much a global. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We appreciate you sharing a little bit inside of what Emerson does, how you're helping the community here in the Permian out and getting to know you a little bit better as well. So thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing time. Drew Baker with Emerson. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And we have a lot more wonderful episodes coming up. We hope that you will stick around for those. We also want to say that this concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. Of course, my motto, you've heard me say it before, I'll say it again. Just remember, dream big and believe in yourself. You make it a great day. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.